Hey, everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to uh, the newest episode of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. It's going to come out on a Sunday or a Monday. I haven't really decided uh, if I post it, but um, uh, for a lot of you guys who don't know or don't aren't aware yet, um, one of the biggest heroes of grappling uh, passed away today, this morning, and I seen a lot of people i've had a lot of friends post about it like uh and i just i can see how much a lot of friends that i have that uh have been in jujitsu for a long time that they're like hurting and so am i i'm sad uh that was terrible news to wake up to and uh uh so i i don't know i was gonna make a post i thought it'd be better to just um celebrate the life of Leandro Lowe with an episode because the death thing sucks. The, the, you know, what happened sucks and I don't want to focus on it. I think that there is so much that we could learn from the goat. And, uh, that's what I thought that I would do this episode on. And, um, honestly, if I'm being totally honest with you guys, this episode is 100% for me just to talk out my feelings a little bit and stuff, but, uh, uh, let's go ahead and, and go ahead and get into it. We're not going to do any commercials, any intro music, any editing at all on this episode. We're just going to talk. And, uh, I thought it would be cool to do three things that we could learn from the goat. And uh, there's so many cool stories of Leandro Lowe, and I'm sure that we will get to hear from so many other people about all these amazing stories. Um, but I don't know. This is just, to me, this is the one way that I could honor like one of my you know growing up heroes in jujitsu uh, after his passing. And so I'm going to try it and try to get through it and not cry and be a baby. But um, let, let's talk about that first. If you guys are struggling, you know, you're listening to this episode and you're sad, it's okay to be sad. You know, I don't think I've ever, there's ever been a celebrity death or there's, there's never been a death of somebody I don't know that I have cried about, uh, until this morning. And like, I mean, I've crossed paths with Leandro, but I don't know him anyway. And, uh, um, man, it's tough. It really is. You know, for a lot of us, that is our, that was our, our favorite grappler coming up in jujitsu, you know, in this art that we love, uh, the, the most passionate grappler, the most fun to watch grappler. Me and my dad were talking about it this morning and literally some of my fondest memories with my dad involve watching Leandro Lowe do jujitsu, watch him perform and, you know. Man, I'm having trouble even getting into the episode. Let's go ahead and get into it. So three things that we can get from the GOAT. First is the fight IQ. Uh, I think that everybody could recognize that we've never seen a better, uh, no one that understood winning better than Leandro Lowe. If you look at his record, his record is insane in jiu-jitsu, especially when you're looking at 2012, 13, 14, when he's winning every world title and he's competing at everything and he's winning every Copa Podio. Um, just truly, uh, 
he understood winning. And I think a lot of us don't think about that very often. Even a lot of us competitors, we don't think about that very often in jujitsu. We think about getting better. Uh, and that's what you should think about, but winning in the gym doesn't always translate to winning in competition. There are guys that have a better understanding of winning in competition. And to me, something that, uh, Lowe did really well is he just understood what worked and he understood how to do it. It was simple. You know, um, you know, you look at a lot of a lot of his, a lot of the points that he scored off of his back, they came from one sweep, you know, maybe a few variations of that sweep, but they came from one sweep. He understood how to make you play a game that you didn't want to play. And sometimes he would play that game for a long period of time and then sweep at the last second. Sometimes he would sweep early. Uh, and there was this intangible understanding of, you know, as we call on the podcast, painting the whole picture uh you know for him he's in a 10 minute match his ability to with the energy that he had with the technique that he had with jujitsu that he had the strength that he had whatever his ability to at the end of the 10 minute match to paint the whole picture to win was something that we really i don't think we've ever seen before in jujitsu uh because it wasn't that he was just going out and dominating everybody. A lot of them, he was just out competing them. His jujitsu did look cleaner. His jujitsu did look better, but his understanding of when to use offense, when to use defense, when to blitz, when to prevent, it was next level. It was, in my opinion, the best that we've ever seen. And I don't think that he overthought stuff. I think that he understood how to just keep it simple and just do what worked. Uh, he talked, uh, <laughs> I was watching, you know, just doing like morning stuff, you know, when you're, when you're sad and, you know, uh, your childhood hero dies. I, I was a, a little older, but still one of your childhood heroes died. You just kind of look back and, you know, you look on YouTube, things you used to watch and, and things you used to, you know, see, and I, I found this video, uh, and it's a flow grappling video. It was about him when he was getting ready to do Copa Podio, like the third or fourth time. Yeah, it's a big tournament and he had been competing up and up weight classes and he's finally going to go back down. He's going to do the lightweight Copa Podio and defend his title. And so he goes to a nutritionist and in this video, this nutritionist, they're talking about stuff and she said, well, how do you rate your diet good or bad? And he said, oh, it's bad. And as they get talking, he says, yeah. Um, with lunch, I drink a two liter of Coke every day. And she said like Coca-Cola, you drink a two liter of Coca-Cola every single day. And he said, yeah, with, you know, every day. And she says like, are you, are that's too much. You can't, you're lying. And he goes, I mean, at least a liter and a half, but you know, usually at least two, you know, at least two liters. And, um, you know, that's to say, for most guys, you know, he's a three-time world champion at this point. For most guys, they would go, no, Coca-Cola, you can't drink soda. That would, you would lose. But he didn't overthink it. He understood what was actually important. And apparently, it wasn't how much Coca-Cola you drink. So now let's talk about the second thing we can learn. The second thing that we can learn is the Leandro low grit, the Leandro low toughness. And I think that we could say, you know, we've seen it in submissions. We've seen it when 
um, it might have been at Copa, maybe ACB, Copa Podium, one of the other things that wasn't an IBJJF. Uh, he, I remember he got put in a knee bar by Erberth. And Erberth was knee barring everybody with this like 50-50 variation of a knee bar. And he gets low in it early on in the match. And low eats it. And then he goes on to win the match. And, uh, you know, the the toughness that it took to do that and the toughness that it take, took to win certain matches, certain matches that in the last minute he could pull out the knee cut or he could pull out the double leg or he could pull out whatever. There was this level of mental toughness and he kind of touched on it uh, after he won his last world title. He kind of touched on the discouragement of losing a bunch and um, into him a bunch, you know, to me having a great career, but to, to the goat, you know, getting second, getting third at these tournaments, it's losing. And he won worlds, you know, last, the last world title that he won. Um, uh, he beat a, a Zake in the final and just a textbook, low match, beautiful double leg, awesome low match. And he, uh, said something about just how happy he was with that world title because he had to overcome so much. It was, you know, it was discouraging to get beat down. It was discouraging. You don't think this dude had nothing left to prove. You don't think that he could have easily just retired then and had seven world titles. But it's, there is something when it comes to people that are great. I tell you guys about the, the Tom Brady documentary, um, the man in the arena It's really good. Highly recommend it. Um, but you can tell that there is something about how he views winning and or maybe why he views winning a certain way or something that is just different. It is just special. And uh, Leandro Lowe, no doubt, had that. There are just so many matches that you can reference that he he won in the final seconds. And, and I think the grit is why a lot of people liked him. Um but the third thing that we can learn from Leandro Lowe, and this is this is why he was always my favorite grappler, is he was a showman. He just it was when you would go to worlds, and and not everyone is you know maybe no one listening to this podcast has uh, got to experience this, but when you would go to worlds in like 2014, 2015, 16, when, when Leandro Lowe was really at the peak and he was just so dominant and he was doing a different weight class every world's and winning it. He, it, it. When you go to IBJJF worlds, usually it's a team event. You sit with your team on the last day. You root for your team on the last day. And I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll give a specific uh uh, memory now. Um, I remember me and my dad being at Worlds. Honestly, it could have been Pans. It could have been Worlds. At some tournament, it might have been Pans. Now I'm thinking about it, which is why I probably couldn't find the match. Um, I don't even remember who Lowe was grappling against, but I know it was very important. It was semifinal final, and um, we're sitting really close. We made sure that we knew what Matt Leandro was going to be on and that we could we got seats an hour before anyone was there. We knew that we wanted to watch Leandro Lowe, and he um, he was having a tough match. It was like close. I don't know if he was up or down, but I know it was very close. And he 
uh, kind of gets taken down out of bounds. So there's this little out of bounds situation. And the guy kind of pushes low down as the guy's getting up. And I remember I can still see his face. He just glanced at the guy and smiled. And it was interesting. It was a weird response to that. And he went back out. He went and continued doing jujitsu. And then like at minute, I want to say it was like minute eight, he passes this guy's guard to mount and gets seven points. And then it, you know, I've never asked him about it, but it very much looked like he let the guy out of mount. So then he could pass his guard to mount again. It was one of the most beautiful things. It was one of the, for me, it was a moment of falling in love with jujitsu competition, even though I was a competitor and I loved doing it, you know, getting to experience something like that. It was awesome. It was so cool to see. And um, I think, you know what, I'll go one more story just on the showman. Uh, of uh, Leandro Lowe. So last time I did Worlds, this would have not been the last World Championships with the one before it. Uh, I was, I went and I was trying to find places away from everything to get ready, to get changed, whatever. Um, and so I find this bathroom that's very far away from the venue, um, or at least very far away from the main part of the venue. I'm like, oh, no one will be in here. I go in the bathroom, start changing. And then in walks Leandro Lowe. And we're in the same division. Uh, and we're, I think we're only two fights away from each other or something like that. We're on the same side of the bracket. And I'm changing and I just look up and I give him a smile. Obviously, we're in the same division. We're both competing, you know, we're both getting right at the same time. And he just smiles back at me, gives me a fist bump. Super, super cool. We don't speak the same language, but uh uh just gives me a fist bump. And, you know, first off, knowing that, you know, okay, who's this young kid? I'm, I'm going to beat him down. I don't need to fist bump him or be nice to him. I'm the goat, right? Uh, he didn't do that. But the second part of the story that's fun is then somebody kind of walks in and somebody speaks Portuguese and I don't speak any Portuguese, but uh, I know that he said, hey, champion. And uh, that is, that was how he greeted Leandro and Leandro just smiled, obviously didn't know this person. And they talked for a second and he was just being friendly. And uh, the dude's in his underwear, he's changing in a bathroom and you just came and hit him up. And he was still a showman there. He was still, everybody was just happy to be in the bathroom with Leandro Lowe, myself included, even though I was hoping to, to fight him later on that day. There was just something about this guy that was magnetic, that was awesome, that really showed while he was doing the art. I didn't even speak the same language as this dude. You know, there's no way I could have ever had a conversation with him or, or even, you know, unless I'm reading subtitles, even the the interviews that I see with him, I didn't even, I didn't even know what's going on. But the way that he did jujitsu the the and, you know watch jujitsu from 2011 um and, and before the guard passing was not leandro low guard passing all of the beautiful guard passing that you see now most of it really came from him but it was just that showmanship that really separated him from everybody else just the it was crazy you would go to the world and it felt like you were all there to watch leandro low compete and honestly 
you probably all were there to watch Leandro Lowe compete. I remember after he did the, you know, the, the guard pass on the guy um, that I was telling you guys about, he stands up afterwards, everyone's going nuts. And at Worlds, usually it's like your team goes nuts for you. It was like everybody but that team that that had just lost is just on their feet. They're they're like they're going louder than any other time that day. Uh but I think that you can just call that that showmanship, that that ability to understand like it's not just about doing jujitsu when you're out as a competitor. Sometimes it's about the show. Sometimes it's about showing your, you know, he, he showed his art a lot to us, but he also showed his passion a lot to us. And uh, I think that's where I'll leave this episode. I really didn't have a good, I usually put somewhere to finish on my notes. I didn't even do that. I just put down three really quick notes. Um, but all right, guys, I actually lied to you. I said I wasn't going to do any editing. But I had to cut for a second because I just couldn't think of a way to to finish this episode. Um, I really didn't think through this episode very much. I just um, wanted to talk about Leandro Lowe a little bit. And uh, um, so I thought I would finish with this. Uh, there is a quote from one of the greatest movies ever, ever, uh, at least greatest childhood movies ever, The Sandlot, uh, where Babe Ruth says... Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. And uh, in my opinion, Leandro Lowe was a legend. And so uh, do with that what you will. Hope you guys like today's episode. Hope it helps you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a great day, guys.